Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today, I was joined by Justin Byers. You can follow him on Twitter at Justino Byers, or you can remove the O and follow him on Instagram at Justin Byers. We started the podcast talking about how I've run more jokes past him than any other comedian. Writing styles, I don't think you and I could be more different, (laughs) but I was thinking about it actually this morning. I don't think I have actually ran more jokes past anybody than you. I think I have ran more jokes past you than I've ever ran past any comedian. Nice. So I've given you more bomb tags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So everybody that hates my comedy, which is everybody, you can blame Justin Byers twice. Nice. For his comedy and mine. Hell yeah. Really? You think that that's that's the case where we've we've riffed the most? You and I have met at PK's. You and I used to go to LOL early and sit through Torino's class. You and I have gone to dojos. You and I are pretty much always kind of hanging out wherever we're at. I probably ran the bulk of my jokes past you first before most people. And what I love is your style of comedy I don't think could be any different than mine. You are, I think, a natural storyteller in my opinion. I know that when you go on stage, you take a much shorter set list than I take. If I take 10 jokes, you probably have three written points to my 10, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's definitely true. When we did Adrian's show, you had like 20 jokes and I was like, what? And I burned through them, man, like quickly. That being in mind, I'm really anxious to hear what you have to say today because I'd like to hear how you write jokes. So if you don't mind, give me a good joke of yours that you think worked well on stage. You could pitch me the joke. You could tell me the idea. All right. So you've heard this and anyone in San Antonio has heard this. It's probably my good joke is Lil Cyclone. It's about a felon that I used to work with at my my parents' shop. Right. And this dude was just the devil. Right. He He dropped out of school when like fourth grade completely ignorant well i don't think they call you little cyclone unless something fucked up's about to happen (laughs) yeah so you know how you give me a hard time because you're like i don't know what any of those words mean yeah you're corpus christi ad libs yeah (laughs) dude little cyclone on the other hand his words don't match the definition so he he said his name was little cyclone right because he thought it meant crazy (laughs) me and my dad are sitting there we're like you mean psycho and he goes no it's cyclone and uh he he was the one that really i first heard like the term female from that's where i kind of built the bulk of the joke of like how disrespectful it is you know to to call your girl a a female funny that is one of your jokes because i was just thinking if you call somebody a female you're not respecting females no you're not a good person at all that's hilarious so i love i love telling that joke because it's something that when i first got into to stand up is like you get to be a little more animated you get to do voices you get to play different characters which you do well thanks and whenever i'm doing the the bit i actually hold the microphone like you know i'm holding the back of a a female's neck (laughs) (laughs) which sounds horrible yes which you know whatever but yeah so uh i like that i like that it's got like physical comedy it's got it just it feels like a very wide-ranging joke and it's rooted in truth so it just it seems to be working for me okay so here's something that i'm very interested in because this isn't how my joke writing style works you had something that happened to you And you took that story and incorporated it into your set. How did you do that? So did you have jokes kind of already laid out around it? And how did it morph once you got on stage? So kind of like how we riff at like just normal joke writing where we're like, hey, we're doing this. Outside of a joke, I told our buddy Joey Smith about the bit as well. I've been like, hey, I work with these felons. Dude, I work with this dude that wanted to be called Lil Cyclone. 
right. and just kind of telling him like as as a buddy and not as a joke, I could see I was like, oh, dude, there's something there. And then I just kind of started adding a couple more tags and then, you know, kind of exaggerating certain points where I'm like, oh, it'd be funnier if I do this. Yeah. Right. And then stretch that out. Almost all my jokes are like two minutes long. I try and get there pretty quickly because I'm not a very good setup punch comedian. Why don't you tell us about a joke that you have that didn't work? <laughs> My whole first year in comedy, dude. <laughs> we could expand it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This, this is going to have like six or seven episodes. I'm sure I'll be back on the pod. Um, <laughs> one recently that I really liked, it never worked. It just never materialized is my girlfriend bought me tickets to go to a the Spurs game. And when we got there, it was like handicap seats. And so Ooh. everyone in there was like in wheelchairs and it was a platform with like no real seats. They're just like, you know, pull out like WWE chairs. Right. I'm sitting down and we're already kind of weird about like, we're like, dude, we definitely shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally not cool. You felt too able bodied in the moment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the dude next to me was a, like a quadriplegic guy and he was talking the most shit to the spurs like you know like i could run faster than that you gotta play defense (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know to me it's the funniest thing on earth because i mean dude you can't guard james harden obviously so you know there's like the stereotype that like women will get in your face and and hit a man because Mm -hmm. they know they can't be hit yeah do you think this disabled dude had some type of that mentality where he was like, look, I could go hard in the paint on my trash talk because when they look up, like they're not saying <laughs> shit back to me. <laughs> That's disabled privilege. It is. And I won't stand for it. This is the first podcast to say we won't stand for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that I've done that on on stage where I've punched it up every time. I think it just comes from like a place that seems mean Right, because uh, it's like, oh, you're you're mocking the non-walking, and right. <laughs> especially when you I... make it rhyme like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that that's pretty disrespectful, isn't it? You made like a Dr. <laughs> Seuss moment out of <laughs> making fun of the disabled just now. Uh, yeah, I will not stand for green eggs and ham. I cannot stand in general. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think it was either a fault on your end because it wasn't written well enough? Do you think it was because the topic was too sensitive or do you think it was a matter of both or do you have a different idea? I think that I put the idea together and like I'm like, oh, this is a funny concept. It's a funny story. And then I took it to stage kind of with the expectation that it'll do pretty good right and i think i riffed it maybe like two three or four times and it just it fell flat every time right and i just shelved it i'm like this is a bad joke obviously it's not written out strong enough and the punchline is basically that there was once a crippled guy at a game right (laughs) so you you know what i think is funny is i've i've written sometimes on stuff that i think is a little bit borderline taboo and -hmm. you find out very quickly what is funny And what was just an observation that you had that was probably a mean or not right observation to have. And you can kind of weed that stuff out quickly. And I'm not saying that that was a bad observation. I'm saying that sometimes you can go to the stage with an idea and be like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't anything besides boiled down. I was making fun of a crippled person at a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's what it came down to. But it's a shame because it's more to do with somebody who is making fun of the Spurs and, you know, Spurs right. over 
handicaps every day. What I love about that is that can play out. That joke can work with the right joke in place. In my opinion, that's what I think. And I have so many jokes that did not play out because I'm, I don't think I'm good enough to write or I went up unprepared or I didn't have a good enough take on it or whatever. How many times did you try it? I think I tried it three or four times. And to be fair, I don't think I ever gave it a good shot because it was kind of like at the the bar mics, right? Right. Where I'm like, I'm going to try this one at Oak Hills. I'm going to try this at Box Set. You know, I might try this one at La Lucha. That, those aren't the places you want to test a joke. Right. But at the same time, I was in my head like, you know what? I want to get some drunk people to laugh at this before I take it to the tiger. You know, and there's a few topics where it's like, hey, why did I go up expecting to make these three people in a bar laugh about a disabled person? Like, why did I do that? You know, I've done that so many times with so many different fucking topics, <laughs> man. Like, oh, dude. So what are you writing about now? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to go for a particular joke writing style right now? Or are you trying to write about a particular topic? What's on the writing table? So I've been making a challenge to write quicker. Most of my jokes, they have like a probably a 30 second like wind up before the first punch right which is i mean it doesn't seem like a lot but like on stage you're like man i i want to give the the audience something quicker right Mm -hmm. so that they're not like suffering the thing i've been writing lately is about going to walmart and the people are like pop-ups you know the employees there like pop-ups right because nobody wants to talk to any Walmart employee for any reason. Right, right. They are, man. They they are completely pop-up. So what would be a natural pop-up blocker? Cologne, Dude. Axe body spray? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What would be a good pop-up blocker? I mean, basically just look mean as shit in a Walmart <laughs> is basically the cheapest ad blocker. Right. I've been in a small town. You know, I'm in Abilene right now. And so they're a little more like, you know, how to do the neighbor <laughs> where, you know, in San Antonio, it's different. Right. They're like, oh, OK, you know, we've we've already have no more souls. I think it's funny that you were talking about shortening up your jokes and trying to get a little bit quicker and not have such a long wind up because I just wrapped up the podcast with Pat. And Pat and I were praising how, you know, you can go up with, for example, three to five jokes and do a four or five minute set. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny to me that you are on the other end looking back at like how you'd like to get quicker. What makes you feel like you can't do that right now? So I can. It's more of that's not my comfort zone. I guess a better question would be, why is that not your comfort zone? Sorry. it's. I'd say it's not my comfort zone because it to me, it just seems like such a joke book, right? Like, you know, like set up punch. And then whenever all my favorite comedians that I like have a little more kind of storytelling element to it, kind of as I've been getting more and more into comedy, my kind of horizons of what I like is getting broader. So, you know, I listen to Mark Norman, Sam Morell, and it's like, dude, you can crush it with those short jokes and tell long stories, right? Like you don't have yeah. to be like, this is my template and I follow this template the whole way like i i want to have like that kind of like kaleidoscope type of set where it's like short joke you know kind of long joke if you have like you know weaker parts in your set you can put like quicker jokes to get people back in i think that versatility is kind of what'll make i to, in my opinion me a better comic yeah i i definitely think it will and it's something that i think you and i hang out with pat it's something that i think pat does beautifully pat does little jabs here and there that just kind of get things going now, I don't want to suck Pat's dick too much outside of the podcast anyways. <laughs> You're writing about Walmart and going into Walmart. 
how do you take a story like that, for example, if it is a story or if it is a joke, how do you take something like that and slip it into your set? Where would you kind of start fresh and try and build around that? Or do you have a place naturally you think you could fit something like that into your set? I don't really write jokes with like a idea of like, okay, it's got to fit here, right? It's if I if I have a completely like new take, I just I try and throw as much as it, as I can there, right? Like so my idea is, you know, Walmart employees are like pop-ups. I'll start thinking of like every little thing that I can. Like we mentioned like ad blocker, you know, w- w- small town, just little things like that and try and make little tags through it. Naturally, I kind of am repetitive, so like I have another joke about going into Lush that uh they have the worst sales reps. Right. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe having that as kind of like rolling momentum. You know, that way it's like kind of like retail employees could be like pop-ups or retail employees are just shitty and it's not just a one and done then it's not just like hey retail employees okay and then like you know you have something else that you can also go into that's semi-related at least yeah exactly and i think i think i kind of get in these like you know how we do like the joke a day type thing the way i've been writing is like i think of like a topic for a week and i'll write like a joke on that topic every single day Uh, for a week and then i have like kind of a condensed version of like okay here's seven jokes i wrote around this topic and from that i'll probably scrap half of and then i'll have you know maybe a couple solid short jokes well dude i can't thank you enough for coming on here man it was really interesting to pick your brain and see kind of how you write jokes and everything thank you you got it brother